Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toilet Time, the first sports podcast located entirely inside my bathroom. My name's Ben. And I'm Grant. And together, we're making this sports podcast. We've been annoying everyone around us, talking about sports, entertainment, and movies for a long time now, so we decided we'd make a podcast. I don't kind of figure, you know, maybe one day we could get paid for it. You know, instead of doing this shit for free all the time, so. That's a good point. Uh, so first, I wanted to introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania. I go to the University of Florida. Go Gators. I'm a sports journalism major going into my third year, and I'm a huge Steelers fan. Um, as previously stated, my name is Grant. I'm also going into my third year of college, except I go to the much better Penn State University. We are I'm currently a business major. I'm also from Reading, Pennsylvania. And I'm a huge Philly sports fan, even though the Phillies suck. They do. And pretty much every single team in Philly, besides the Eagles. And sometimes the Sixers. Just constant heart. How did the Eagles do in that Super Bowl? <laughs> he does, in fact, know where I sleep, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, with that being said, uh, you might be wondering why we're doing this in a bathroom. Yeah, we don't even know. This is just the way life ended up. We got lemons, and we didn't make lemonade. (laughs) That do be how it be sometimes, but we're pretty sure this is the first one located in the bathroom. We've looked for them, and we couldn't find them, so... We don't even know if this is the first one in his bathroom. Almost positive. Uh, So, let's get right into the sporting news. Stop. Gator time. I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Florida Gators men's golf team for winning their fifth NCAA title. Congrats, boys. Thank you for bringing home another chip. The NCAA Baseball Championship Tournament begins on Friday, and 64 teams will compete for their championship. Florida Gators are the second-ranked team in the nation, and they will look for their second-ever NCAA championship. Nick fucking nurses the goat. As of a few days ago, Nick Nurse, the ex-head coach of the Toronto Raptors, signed a deal to become the new head coach of the 76ers, replacing Doc Rivers. In his five years in Toronto, Nick Nurse had a career record of 227 wins to 163 losses, also winning the Coach of the Year in 2020, and the championship in 2019, being the first ever in Toronto. Didn't the Raptors beat that one team with the buzzer beater in the playoffs? Kawhi Leonard hit that shot. (laughs) Anyway, what do you think of Nick Nurse? I'm very happy that he is no longer on a rival team. I'm very happy that he is in Philadelphia now, and I'm very much hoping that he can potentially convince Harden to stay and not... Go back to Houston so we can get fat again and go to the strip clubs all over again. So you think this is the last step in the process? It better be. I feel for you, Grant. It must be hard. You don't even know what hard is. Hard in. Speaking of basketball, uh, we're going to be talking about the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets who are playing each other in the NBA Finals. The eight-seed Heat are taking on the one-seed Nuggets. Jimmy Butler will look to get his first ring, and Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets look for their first as well. Uh, any predictions, Grant? Yeah, it's a pretty simple one. Nuggets in five. There's no way the Heat are win more than two games. For me, this is at most going to be a six-game series. At but most. You got to remember though, the Heat have Jimmy Butler. The Heat have Jimmy. Jimmy Butler, Butler is him. Jimmy Butler, realistically, in the Eastern Conference Finals, wasn't... He was... Caleb Martin was realistically more valuable to the Heat. <laughs> okay, Caleb Martin is him. Is that better statement? Caleb Martin? Yeah, but here's the thing. The Heat got this far off having heart. Nuggets have heart and talent. Heart and talent will surpass talent any day of the week. I've got, five. I've got the Heat in seven. 
come back later and make fun of me for being wrong. Lonzo Ball Lips? As of a few days ago, reports stated that the Bulls secretly, no, not secretly, privately, have had some discussions realistically that they believe that Lonzo Ball's career in the NBA could be over. On January 14th of 2022, that was the last game Lonzo Ball played, and during that during that game, he was taken out early due to a knee injury. Ended up being he had some a torn Achilles. To this day, he has still not played. Most recent, and he's had multiple surgeries since then as well. As of March 16th, he had his third surgery, which officially made his season done this past year to get a replaced to have a cartilage replaced in his left knee. So, do you believe, might as well just call it quits, try to see if you can keep going, have some kind of Derrick Rose type thing, even though it's a different situation now, where you're like having a bit of a career resurgence after a couple of years due to the injury. Not really much of a resurgence there, but I mean, anything. I think he should come back. I mean, take as long as he needs. The only I problem is... The only, pro- <laughs> the only problem is a lot of his game, I feel like, stemmed from his athleticism. Same with, like, Derrick Rose. Not really. But did he become a better shooter? I remember Lonzo? he used to suck at shooting. Oh, yeah, he was terrible shooting. But, I mean, his his game became a lot more of, like, being a distributor. Like, he wasn't necessarily the guy that'd go out there and score, like, 20 points for you. But he'd be the guy that'd go out there. Defensively, he'd be very good for the like an on-ball defender, and then he'd also like distribute the ball very well. So like he scored pretty well, like he scored good enough, but he was a valuable piece to the offense. Though. It's hard to be a good defender when you can't run. Exactly. I'm gonna say he should come back though. Just yeah, give it, I, give it a year. You know. I think he should just retire. That's fair. I mean, he, 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 he's got more going on in his life than just basketball. Well, I mean, it's for having three surgeries in the past year to repair a knee. It's I think you should at least definitely think about it. Well, the good news is we still have one ball in the NBA. Get well soon, Lonzo. Don't we have two? Isn't Langelo in the G League? Technically, still that doesn't count. Technically, find <laughs> one and a half balls in the league. Thank God. The Oakland Unathletics. What's it like being an A's fan? The Oakland Athletics are currently 12-46. and 46. That is true. That puts them on pace for a total of 34 wins and 128 losses. That would be the second most losses in MLB history, only behind the 1899 Cleveland Spiders over 100 years ago. To make matters worse, the team is most likely leaving Oakland in the coming seasons. Do you think the A's will break the record for most losses since 1900, Grant? Gotta shoot for the stars. Gotta go for you if you get in the opportunity. You can't pass it up to etching the history book. So you think they should purposely bet be bad? Oh, to... for sure. If you're the coach, you just blow it. You want to put They're your name in the history already... book. There's nothing good coming for the A's within the next couple of years. The only good thing that they've got coming for them is that they're what, going to Vegas? Yeah. The... This there's literally nothing they can do that will be good at this point. So they might as well just like the players aren't going to purposely lose though. Players don't have to. <laughs> if they just put around the worst players if possible. If they just put around the worst players, players can just go out there and still try and they just still lose. Yeah, I don't think they'll break it. I remember last year. I think it was the Reds were also on pace for a really bad season. And they end up having a normal bad season instead of a historical bad season. So I think the Athletics are just going to win just enough games to not etch their names in the history book and just be an average, awful team. That's my opinion. But you, how, what, what do you think? You think worst loss, most losses since 1900? Realistically, no. No. No, I mean, it'd be funny to see, considering our name is Athletics. <laughs> And that wouldn't be very the unathletics. Yes, athletics. But I mean, yeah, they don't. They're they need a lot of help, but it'll be a while until they get that. So, 
another team. Just made a smart move, but the man that made that move, not very smart, in my opinion. Monty Williams gets fired from the Suns, goes to the Detroit Pistons, signs a six-year contract worth about $78.5 million, making him the highest-paid head coach in NBA history. Williams with the Suns. In his four years there, had a record of 194 and 115. Won the coach of the year in the 2022 season and helped the Suns make their first finals appearance since 1993. Leaves the Suns, signs with the Pistons. How much, first off, is he really worth that much money? Which I mean, when you look at it, he's making more money than the Pistons' highest paid player. Also, how much will he immediately help this team that is struggling? I feel like it's convenient that the Suns started doing well when they actually got good players. I feel like it's not because of Monty Williams. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure he's only been the head coach of the Suns. And, I mean, they've had Devin Booker. They've had Chris Paul. They've had DeAndre. And now they've got Kevin Durant. They've always had good role players, too. Yeah. I mean, Mikael Bridges. Jay Crowder, like his first two yeah. years there, he was a very good role player. And then he went to shit. But. Yeah. But I say good for him. Follow the money. Uh, and he'll have at least two years of that contract. And, I mean, he's not going to get fired in one year. So just try to turn it around. I mean, they've got... Um, yeah, they're not a good team. But... Yeah, they've got a lot of young guys. So, that, I mean, maybe in like five years, four or five years, maybe three at least. I potentially be don't know contender. if the Pistons owner is going to be that patient because it's the NBA and people want results. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this was the right move by him, though. I, Going to the Pistons. I mean, I mean, he's definitely following the money. Uh, if if I were him, I he could have definitely gone to a team that at least be in the playoff race. Like the Bucks. Like the Bucks. You know, I mean, like the Raptors. I mean, they've got a few pieces yet, but they're right outside that playoff potential. I mean, there's... Better than the better Pistons. Than I mean, there's... I, I, I mean, I get he was going after the money, but I mean, I just don't think it was a very good move for for him career-wise because this is it's going to be a couple of years until the Pistons are good again, no matter what ends up happening. So, We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right. DeAndre was dropped, Kins. On Tuesday, the Cardinals officially released DeAndre Hopkins. Last season, he had 717 yards with three touchdowns in only nine games played. Last year, he missed six games due to a suspension and two due to injury. The Chiefs and Bills are rumored to be the two potential suitors. Is Hopkins worth the money they're predicting he'll get? He could be. See, personally, I think if I was a contender, I wouldn't bother with him. I mean, he's coming off an injury. His production has... Slowly declined. He's still a really good player. But, I mean, he just got suspended last year for PEDs. I would just avoid him. Uh, especially with how old he is, man. You know? I mean, I'd still give him the shot. I mean, the past few years, he's had Kyler Murray, who does not want to play football. Also, Cliff Kingsbury, who was not a very good head coach. And all just overall, the Cardinals are just a shit organization right now. So it's just like... I don't necessarily know how much of it you can put on to him. So I think if you if given the opportunity to be in an actual winning program with an actually good quarterback that actually wants to play football, I think he could still put up some very good numbers. Maybe not as good as what they were in Houston. I mean, that would that'd be very difficult to for him to be able to put those kinds of numbers up again. But I mean I think I think a team should definitely if the team if he wants a little bit more money, I think he should be able to get it. Chiefs or Bills? Bills. Bills? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Stephon Diggs. The smarter choice for him would be the Chiefs, but I wanted to go to the Bills. That wide receiver room would be stacked. Oh, for Gabe sure. Davis. Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs. They still have that slot guy. What's his name? Talking about Cole Beasley? No. Is no, no. Retired? No, no. The quick guy. John Brown? 
No, no. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Sorry, guys. Tell me in the comments. I'm really stupid. Yes. Uh, but yeah. No free sex for Jimmy G. <laughs> so back in March when it was announced that Jimmy Garoppolo was signing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, a brothel in Vegas out of appreciation then offered him free sex for life. Now, let's be honest. He didn't need the brothel to get free sex. I mean, look at him. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> but um, the reason that that is now in question is his physical. He did not pass his physical when signing with the Raiders due to a foot injury he sustained back in week 13 last season. And going into it, he immediately, like, failed his physical. But after failing physical, the Raiders then had to restructure the contract where a certain amount of money, I think it was his bonus of about $11 million, I think, was then taken away. And, um, yeah, with, with this waiver, he was still able to sign to the team with despite failing his physical. But it just gave the Raiders some extra abilities kind of so it's just like it, it allowed it allows them to if need be release him without it having any negative future impact financially for the team so is it worth for the Raiders to even keep him on because th with with them giving him this waiver it's them also saying that we understand that when you come back you will probably be playing a little bit worse because of it because of this injury Potentially. So is it even worth keeping him, or should they just get rid of him while they can? Yeah. I would just get rid of him. He wasn't. Even, he's not even that great to begin with. He's he's solid. He's like Alex Smith. You know, he's a solid quarterback. He can probably lead them to. He can lead a good team to a Super Bowl. Oh yeah. I don't think he can lead the Raiders to a Super Bowl. Raiders aren't good. Uh, yeah. I think the Raiders are more in a rebuilding phase. I don't know why they paid him in the first place. But hey, the Raiders were going to Raider. They replaced Derek Carr with the more handsome Derek Carr. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much exactly what happened, though. Pretty I mean, much. Neither one of them are great. I mean, I'd say Derek Carr is probably better. Like, Derek Carr has got a much better opportunity chance of leading the Saints to, to playoffs than Jimmy G does taking the Raiders to the playoffs. But, I mean... Yeah, I think they should just get rid of him. Me too. Avoid any potential re-injury with that foot, and you don't have to pay him that, like, I think it was like $30 million salary, something like that. Bring back Nathan Peterman. Boom. Perfect. Florida man can ball. The Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. Florida Panthers are in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in baseball. The Miami Dolphins were one of the NFL's fastest teams and just added Jalen Ramsey. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the rise with one of the best QBs in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. Here's a question. Who is the best team in Florida? The Orlando Magic. Not the Magic. <laughs> that was not an option. <laughs> Dolphins. You think the Dolphins are the I best? Think the Dolphins are you think the they're best. better than the Miami Heat? Yes. You think they're better than the Florida Panthers? I don't know. <laughs> I can't say. We don't really know hockey, no. but they made the Stanley Cup Finals, so, I mean, good for them. You, if, if there's any hockey fans out there, tell us why the Florida Panthers are by far the best Florida team, but we're not going to pick them. I would say the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they've got the best record in baseball. They, they're hitting home runs. They're got good pitching. They've got a good bullpen. I mean, on paper, they're like one of the best teams in the league, and the record shows it. So I would definitely have to go with the Rays. Um, some love for them. Can they win in the playoffs is the question. I think they can. It's going to be tough. American League East is really tough. But I think they finish with the best record, and I think they have a shot for the World Series. So it's a fair debate. But the only thing that I would say that would make the Dolphins the best team is if Tua can stay healthy. 
Tua's not great, but he is good enough to make that team arguably top seven, top five team in, that, in, in the NFL, not the <laughs> NBA. I mean, offensively, they've obviously got the fastest offense in the NFL. You know, you got, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Jalen Waddell, you got Raheem Mostert. And Tua's got a pretty good arm. Like, he's very accurate. He's made a big step with since they got Tyree Kill. So, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he that's really going to be the key piece to whether or not they the Dolphins are the best team in the in the, I don't know, one of the top teams in the NFL. <laughs> My brain's not, like, not on right now. Uh, yeah, I just don't see it. I think the Dolphins go... 10 and 7 at best. Maybe make a wild card, lose in the wild I mean, card. Look at it. No one expected the Heat to, to make this far. They, they were the eighth seed. Hell, they almost didn't even make the playoffs considering they lost the first play in game. True, but. And barely won the second one. But the leader of the Miami Heat is Jimmy Goddamn Butler, one of the best playoff performers in the NFL. The leader of the Dolphins is Tua Tagovailoa. He doesn't necessarily need to be a leader. Well, I mean, I mean, he's just—he's he's the just quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, the leader can still be Tyreek Hill. Okay, Super like Bowl champion, Bowl knows how to win. He could be helping that offense in so many and helping that team out in so many ways. Same with Jalen Ramsey. They might not need a sole captain, but I mean, they've got guys that on both sides of the ball that know what it takes to make the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. Man, I'd almost take the Jaguars before I take the Dolphins. I like Trevor Lawrence better. Trevor Lawrence is yeah, gonna be better next Trevor year. Lawrence is, Tua, is better than Tua. They've got, um, they've got wide receivers. They've got Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley. Kirk, Zay Jones. Yeah, is Marvin good. Jones coming back? No, no, no he is. I think he went to the Lions. No, yeah, he went back to the Lions. Okay, yeah, but still, they've got a good wide receiver. Room. Yeah, but the Dolphins' receiving core is better. No, you're true, but wide receiver is better, or not wide receiver, quarterback. The only, the only thing about the Jaguars' offense that is better than the Dolphins' is quarterback. Maybe running back. Yeah, and running back. back, yeah. But that's it. I wouldn't... Two is good enough to make that offense significantly better. All right, well, let us know what you guys think. I think he's an idiot, but... <laughs> All right, now we're going to get into some mock trades that we proposed um, around sports. So first one being around Jalen Brown. Shooting guard, small forward for the Boston Celtics. Now, the main reason, there's a few reasons why I think the Celtics should look into to potentially trading him. For one, I mean, he didn't do great in the Eastern Conference Finals, so I mean that could potentially boost some emotions for that, just based off of recent performance. But also, this is the last season that Jalen Brown will be on contract, and as of now, he is like. What's the word I'm looking for? He, like he has, his potential contract could be like a five-year, 295 or five-year, $300 million contract, which is, well, for one of you, I'm pretty sure that's a like super max contract, which is a lot for Jalen Brown. Also just, I mean, in a couple of years, they're going to have to look into a Jason Tatum extension too. So, and he's definitely going to go to Supermax as well. So, just from those two players, it'll be $600 million. And then you got to throw in having the extensions for all the other role players Derek White, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, so on and so forth. So, the one that I have for Jalen Brown is to a board team, but that is to the Orlando Magic. Now, I have him going to the Magic for Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, three firsts. And a pick swap. The Magic have a lot of young potential, a lot of young guys that are pretty much right on the cusp of being the playoff team. The Magic team right now reminds me a lot of the Cavs team before they got Donovan Mitchell. So I think if you put in a guy like Jalen Brown, that can help them a lot. So I think that's a decent trade for both teams. I like getting back Jalen Suggs and three first, especially if Orlando um, is still rebuilding. Those picks might be pretty high in the lottery, possibly. Um, and, you know, Orlando could use a star. So, yeah, I like that. I like that. 
Who do you think wins that trade? I don't think you'll be able to say right away who wins that trade. On paper, right away, Boston would probably win that trade yeah, just too, because of all those picks that they'd be getting. But in the long run, it's still a little hard to say, but probably honestly still probably Boston just because of those three picks and who knows how well those picks will end up being. And it's, But at the same time, you never know. I mean, Jalen Brown could just get to another level with Orlando. So, I mean, it'll. I feel like it would probably end up being Boston that wins that trade, but, I mean, at the end of the day. I agree. No way, no way. Plus, Boston doesn't have to pay him then. So Yeah. All right. I've got a trade. Shohei Otani. There's been a lot of talks about it for over a year now. Angels, they're better than last year, but I still think they're going to falter. They're going to be better than Angels last year. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll trade him, but if they do, I have everyone's favorite trade suitor, the Yankees. <laughs> because everyone knows that the Yankees need to pay another player lots of money to get hurt and not play. So, I propose that they trade Shohei Otani for Anthony Volpe, Oswaldo Cabrera, and three top 100 pitching prospects. So what I figured would be trading for two young players in the field. One of them is a shortstop, Volpe, all-around good player. He doesn't have his average yet, but I'm pretty sure the Yankees are pretty confident he's going to be good. Oswaldo Cabrera has shown a lot of signs. Um, these are kind of already prospects in themselves, just they've more proven than people still in the minors. Um, and then three top pitching prospects, because as we know, Shohei is also a pitcher. Yes, he um, yeah, so you kind of need to get your value back that way. Um, I don't really know who the Yankees have coming up, but uh, they're going to have to surrender some pitching too if they want Shohei. Um, yeah, I don't know if either team would uh, honestly do that trade. I think the Yankees would win just because Shohei is a generational player. He brings fans in the seats. Yeah. And a Shohei Otani Aaron Judge team would be insane. I would love to see it happen. I wouldn't. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, it I would suck. They got John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, it would suck, but it would be pretty cool. And they'd probably I mean, still they blow still it in the playoffs. Cold too. It, I would cry myself to sleep pretty much every single night. Yeah, but I don't know. I think, who do you think would win the trade? Yankees. Yeah, me too. I mean, the last time, like a big name like that, like as big as Otani got traded was Betts. When Mookie Betts got traded to the... To the Dodgers, and I mean, when you look at it. I mean, the Red Sox got Verdugo. The Red Sox got Verdugo, but I mean, has he been like all-star caliber player, though? On the brink. Not all-star, yeah. though. And, and I mean, he's been there for, what, three, four years now? Yeah. But I don't know. They got other players that still remember. Who they well, are. yeah, but I mean, for him being the key piece is kind of what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, yeah. So. This one pains me. This one pains me as a, as a Sixer fan, but I think the, they should at least look into trading Joel Embiid. He has not been able to produce in the playoffs. To a degree, you can give a debate saying that he's been soft and is just not good in the playoffs. I mean, the Sixers haven't made it outside of the divisional round since he's reached his prime help not even just its prime it's been a while since I've even made it outside of the original round but um and it doesn't just pain me saying that I think they should at least look into trading him but it also pains me that the trade that I have set up would be to the Miami Heat for Bam Adebayo Tyler Hero two firsts and a pick swap pains me to say it but I think that's pretty fair I mean, they they get a little bit younger, get a little bit more spacing. I mean, Adebayo, he's still a good inside presence. Obviously, he is not Joel Embiid coming off of winning the MVP. But, I mean, Adebayo's now been to two Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, that's presence, more than Joel Embiid. Exactly, that... <laughs> Tell this is his second finals appearance now, too. No, he's been to three conference finals. No, I'm saying like finals. Yeah, he's been to two finals, yeah, three, conference three conference finals. finals, two finals. 
Like, they've got the know of what it takes. And you bring in Nick Nurse, a guy that's very intelligent when it comes to the game of basketball. I mean, I think I think that if, if they can still retain James Harden, that could still be a potential finals caliber team. I think the Sixers win that trade on paper. But, I mean, if Joel Embiid decides to be good in the playoffs for the Heat, then obviously the Heat. Yeah. See, Jimmy Butler and Joel would be an interesting matchup, if only we've ever seen that. Um, so the thing is, is <laughs> when you look at it, I'm pretty sure Jimmy didn't do great like in that series against the Raptors when Kawhi hit the game winner. Like, I feel so like it's, he's, it's been be- he's better now than he was back he's, then. He's, he's definitely, he, since joining the Heat, he definitely has stepped it up a bit. Hate that people always say that they chose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler because they didn't just choose Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. They chose Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler because they felt Tobias Harris played better with Ben Simmons than what Jimmy Butler did. And if it wasn't for Ben Simmons, then we'd still most likely have goddamn Jimmy Butler. Well, there's a Sixers fan crying over there, but I'll get into my next trade. Devin White. I've seen some rumors that he's going to get traded. He's a good player on now, probably a bad team. I have him going to the Chiefs, one of the best teams. They could definitely use Devin White. And I have that for a second-round pick and cornerback, Legereus Sneed. What do you think? I mean, that's a good trade. I mean, Devin White, he's proven to be a very good, high-caliber player on defense. I mean, the Chiefs would definitely be able to use that in the linebacker room. I mean, I don't think they really have that at the moment, especially when it comes to linebackers. I mean, I, that that's good. I mean, Bucks are also getting a young guy that they can develop a little bit in secondary. So, also that second round pick could be pretty useful. Yeah. So, I don't know if the Chiefs would give up that much. Um, because, yeah. because Devin White's not on a contract yet, they would need to pay him. That might mean that they don't have to give up as much. Um, That's the thing, though, is like... Because it might just be a rental. Yeah. They might do a sign-and-trade. They could, but the thing with the Chiefs, though, is they've got guys that aren't necessarily like, oh, give me as much money as you can. Like, even though Mahomes got that massive contract... I mean, now he's like, what, the fourth, like, fifth highest-paid quarterback? Even, no, he's like seventh. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he signed a bit of a, at the moment, I'm pretty sure he definitely made him the highest paid quarterback, but like when you look at it now, he's definitely starting to slide down the list a little bit pretty soon. I mean, you're going to have to get extensions for Joe Burrow, uh, Je- Justin Herbert, almost at Justin Fields. So, In a few years, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely going to slide down and down that list. And then I'm pretty sure Trevor, Travis Kelsey also signed a pretty, like, team first contract like he could have gotten more but he was willing to take a bit of a pay cut so this way Chiefs could make some other signings yeah I don't know if Devin White's gonna want to do that he might not but at the same time to be on the Chiefs arguably the best team in the NFL right now he might be willing yeah so Uh, he does already have a ring I'll say that so he might be content with his ring he might chase more money I don't know but I feel like that would be a good trade for both teams yeah and staying in the realm of football, Trey Lance. 49ers have a bit of a situation at quarterback. I mean, obviously, they've still got Trey Lance, they got Brock Purdy, and then they also signed Sam Darnold this offseason. I mean, it just doesn't make sense for them to keep all three of them. Especially with the fact that Trey Lance really didn't. The little bit that we have seen of him wasn't great. I mean, you could give a debate right now saying, like, if the season started now and all three of them were, in, were healthy, that. Lance would be the third. QB on the death chart. So I have Trey Lance going to the Raiders. A team that could potentially be needing a quarterback week one if they do end up cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Raiders for two seconds and fourth. I mean, oh, that could end up being a little bit too much. But at the same time, it's a, it's a young quarterback who was a first-round pick two years ago. 49ers gave a lot more than that to get him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about Trey Lance. 
if I'm a team, I just don't know enough about him to trade that much. But I could definitely see if Jimmy G doesn't play, they get desperate. They want a, a name, a young guy, someone that's going to has some experience. I mean, he's played plenty of practice. He's played in the preseason. He's got some snaps in the NFL. I could see it happening. So, I mean, when you think about it, too, like if Jimmy G doesn't work out, there's no way they could get a high first-round pick for two seconds in the fourth. And Lance, he's still at that point in his career where he's young enough to be molded into an offense. Where And, yeah, he's been with the 49ers, but, I mean, it's just... I don't think that move would be too drastic for him on his career. I mean, especially with the veterans that you got there with, like, I mean, they got Brian Hoyer and then obviously they've got Devontae Adams and a bunch of those other guys on the coaching staff. Like they, I think he'd be able to develop pretty fairly quickly into maybe not like a great quarterback right away, but good enough. So yeah, that'd be a potential win-win trade as well. Yeah. For my last trade, got a certain infamous NBA player that not many people are a fan of. Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Rudy Gobert, Mr. COVID starter and fight starter himself. I have him getting traded back to the Jazz for one IOU, a Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, the Timberwolves are winning that trade. I mean, the yeah. IOU <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year note. That's what can't they get with that? <laughs> Honestly, I think if they could trade Rudy Gobert for just someone for competent. for a copy machine, they should do it. Because yeah. I think he's making that team worse. I mean, I thought the Timberwolves stepped back the year before; they almost beat the Grizzlies in the playoffs. I mean, and that this year they just looked awful. Yeah, I mean, it, they. They had higher hopes than what was gonna than what ended up happening. I mean, it definitely seemed as if Cat was just gonna have a monster year because he no longer had to play the five, move him over to the four. I mean, especially against some some other fours, he'd probably be able to out muscle them down low, and then he's also got one of the best jumpers too, like one of the best threes. Like I'm pretty sure he won the three point contest like a year or two ago. So I mean. He definitely seemed like he was going to end up having a really good year. And then it, Rudy Gobert was just going to be like a guy that was just going to be down there, block shots, get rebounds kind of a thing. And, I mean, he didn't do that great. So, I mean, yeah, that's – and I think – I feel like Cat was also out for a good bit of the season too with an injury. I could be wrong there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Yeah, but if I'm Anthony the Timberwolves – was the only good note for the Timberwolves this year. And I watched him against the Lakers in the playoffs. That was bad. But, yeah, I um, I think if I'm the Timberwolves, I move on from Gobert as soon as possible. Yeah. So let us know. Were those trades awful? Who won? Would you accept them? Are we stupid? Probably all the above. Especially the stupid. Yep. But now we're going to get into our first ever toilet player. This is the player that we think had the shittiest performance of the week. And that we want to award the toilet player. With that player getting the honor of being the first one. That was a really bad drum roll. Jalen Brown, shooting guard, small forward of the Boston Celtics. Uh, this season he had a career year being named to his second ever All-Star game. Also was even named to second team All-NBA. Had a career high, averaging about 27 points per game, shooting 49% from the field and about 34% from three. Um, also averaged about seven rebounds per game, which which is a which was a career high, and tied his career high in assists per game of about four. Now the reason we have Jalen Brown was because of his major drop. In performance going from the Eastern Conference Divisional Round against the Sixers to how he played in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. Against the Sixers, he averaged about 23 points per game, shooting about shooting 54% from the field and 43% from three, which 
those are all very good percentages shooting. Then in the Eastern Conference Finals, from the field, he shot about 41.8% from the field and a whopping 16% from three, scoring about 19 points per game. Now, he still he still played pretty well. I mean, 19 points per game, isn't, that's not bad. But, I mean, when you're shooting 16% from three in the Eastern Conference Finals, supposed to, and you're the number two guy on the team, I don't know. That's just not good enough. Also, in Game 7, he had a career-high eight turnovers. I saw them. They were bad, too. Yeah. They were they were really bad. Yeah, I mean, you can't have eight turnovers in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals at home, too, and expect and they, to win the game. The game was close for a long time, too. Yeah. I mean, and like, with, within striking distance, anyway. Yeah, like, you... Also, you can't shoot 16%. When you shot, what? That's like 16 out of 100. Yeah, that's good math, Ben. (laughs) Like when you're shooting 34% from three on the season, and then you shoot 43% from three in in the divisional round, you can't just... And shoot 16%. Like, I don't know, that's just... Maybe that's also because of the fact that he shot very well against the Sixers. And then it could be a be a bit of a personal bias on accident maybe guys i don't know but but congratulations Jalen. congratulations you're the first ever toilet player of the week let's just preface this we know he is so much better at us than sports but we had to award somebody the award so don't call us toilet watchers um instead of couch watchers i don't know yeah we're not better than him. He's still good, but he's this week's Toilet Player of the Week. You belong in the toilet. All right. Hey, you, I don't know if you could see it, but he actually didn't put him in the toilet. I, I promise. Yes. promise. I've got a pretty good view at the moment. So. All right. Now we're going to highlight an obscure sport on this episode of Obscure Sports Quarterly. The sport we want to highlight today is... Dog surfing. It's exactly what you think it is. Surfing for dogs. Basically what it is, is a human gets a surfboard and puts a dog on it and takes it out on small waves. And they let the wave catch the surfboard and the dogs just stand on it. And they, like Grant's demonstrating, they take like the wave back to shore and they jump off. It's a very cute, it's awesome. Uh... And the 2023 Dog Surfing Championship is going to be held on August 5th in Pacifica in the San Francisco Bay Area in California. Highly recommend all of you watch it. And just want to give congratulations to Skyler, who was the uh, cattle dog from Santa Cruz that won last year. Did you say cattle dog? Yes, cattle dog. Oh. Yep. I've never heard of a cattle dog. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but congrats, Skyler. Um, and uh, I hope all of you watch the Dog Surfing Championship on August 5th. Or, even better, enter your dog in the competition. And just casually be in San Francisco at the time. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know how many of our viewers are going to be from San Francisco, but uh, if you are, if we keep it in. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yes, let's hope so. All right. Now we want to highlight a movie for the day. We're huge movie lovers. We watch a lot of movies. Um, And we want to highlight some movies that we think are a little underappreciated. So one of our favorite movies that doesn't have a very high Rotten Tomatoes score, doesn't have a high IMDb score, very upsetting, is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with uh, Ben Stiller and Krista Wiig. Um, we just think it's a great movie. Um, great soundtrack. Very inspirational. If you ever need to do something but you're too lazy to do it, watch the movie. It'll make you do it. It's not changing. It, it really changed our lives. It came out in 2013. Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong is in it. Um, Patton Oswalt is in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so is Adam Scott. Adam Scott's in it. He's really funny. 
He was Ben Wyatt in Parks and Rec. I feel like he's not like a big enough name where like if you so go, oh, it's Adam Scott, people will be like, yeah, he's in Parks and Rec. He's in that Apple show called Severance. Oh, Severance, that's a great show. Yeah, if you haven't seen um, it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, the the girl that plays Agatha the Witch in yeah, WandaVision. Hahn. What's her name? Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is also in the movie. So, got a great cast. It's also directed by Ben Stiller. Directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. Um, yeah. The movie's not loved. I don't know why. I don't know. Grant and I love it. It is very good. We recommend you watch it. It's on HBO Max. Um, so you can all watch it today. Uh, if you need one of our HBO Max passwords, let us know. We'll hook you up with it so we can make sure you can watch <laughs> Secret Life of Walter Mitty as soon as possible. All right. Now, we've got a fun little segment here. We're going to do a draft. Now, you may be asking, what are we drafting? We are drafting the... Soldiers for World War III. No. Uh, thankfully, we are not eligible for World War III because we're in college. But um, the hottest NFL players. We are two straight men, but we can appreciate... A hot man. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Grant, you can start. We're going to do a snake draft, five picks. We're going to pick five hottest NFL players, and we want you to let us know in the comments who has the hottest team. Let's go. See, now, with my number one pick... Might be a pretty, I it's it's a toss up between two two people at the moment, but I talked about him earlier, so I think I gotta take him. I'm going Jimmy G. Oh, great pick, great pick. I was gonna take him. He he's I mean come on, he's the hottest player in the NFL, one of the hottest athletes. Um, easy pick. I agree. I don't know who the other person you were thinking of, but I think I'll take Herbert. Justin Herbert, oh, that's a good got pick. luscious locks, yeah. locks of hair, blonde surf that's boy. That's not who I was going to go with, though, so no? that makes me kind of happy. Oh, dang it. Well, I think he's gorgeous. Um, I know a lot of girls think that, too, so that's who I'll take. Oh, and then I get to pick again, though, because it's oh, a snake draft. That's you. right. Glad I remembered that. Um, ooh, should I, should I run it back with that same, that same philosophy? Um... I will. I'll take uh, Trevor Lawrence. Still not those good. Okay. So that makes me very happy. Okay, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. Same thing. Nice hair. He's got nice hair, but um, he just looks a little weird to me. Yeah, but I mean. I love that meme of that of the one like Clemson volleyball player or something like that. Yeah. And, she, yeah. she does look a lot like she him. Looks a lot like him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. I got two QBs, so you got a QB too. Yeah. I think they're a good one-two tandem, good one-two punch, good uh, Shaq, Kobe. So that's who I'll take. I get the next two picks, right? Yep. Okay, with my first pick. Second pick. Second pick. Well, first of the two. But with my second pick, I'm going to take a rival of your team. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Not a big Joe Burrow Joe fan. Burrow. I wasn't going to take him. I, I think I think he's a, I think he's definitely a very good-looking dude. I mean, the. You know, Pretty recently, I saw some like updated, like not updated, but like more recent pictures of him. He's, he's starting to get some locks. Is he? Yeah, they don't look too bad. Well, he's got some fashion sense. Yeah. That's that's for sure. And I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere where he was like, Jamar Chase was just like, yeah, I pick everything out for him. He he always asks me, he and I just do it for him. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I uh, I hate Joe Burrow, but. I think I think it's objectively a pretty good pick. Then with my third pick, I'm gonna go with another quarterback. I'm gonna go with my quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts, definitely great pick. Definitely, uh, definitely pretty good looking. Dude. Definitely could have been the number one pick too. Yeah, yeah he's he's got. He's a bit of a steal. Yeah, I didn't remember Jalen Hurts because yeah. I'm clouded by my eagle hate, but he is a gorgeous man, isn't he? Yes, he is a gorgeous man. Yep. All right, we got the third and fourth pick. This is an underrated choice. Honestly, I think he might be the hottest player in the NFL, but he goes under the radar. Randall Cobb. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put a picture in there for you guys, but he's got beautiful eyes. I just looks wanna, like a turtle. I just want to stare in his eyes all day. He looks like a turtle. I love Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, he's older. 
But, I mean, I feel like he'd be nurturing. He's, he's yeah, I I like Randall Cobb. That's, that's not who I was expecting. Uh, with my fourth pick, I'm going to pick another wide receiver. Uh, I'll take Terry McLaurin. I like Terry. Scary Terry. Um, I think he's too bad. he's pretty attractive. Um, I feel like he's, to a degree, also got some turtle-esque qualities. <laughs> well, maybe I'm into turtles, Grant. Maybe I just like turtles, and that's my thing. You like turtles? Maybe. Anyway, you've got the fourth pick. Okay. With my fourth pick, I'm going to take a tight end. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Good pick. Pretty good looking dude. You know. Yeah. He's got a nice beard. But when he shaved it, when he shaved that beard, he looked awful. So I'm going to take points off for you for that. He's got to keep the beard. If he needs the beard, that's... uh, I mean, you could say... Yeah, for you, Randall Cobb needs his eyes. You can take away his eyes. He's still <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't lose his eyes. And then, with my fifth and final pick, I'm going to take my second eagle. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kelsey. Nice. Brought <laughs> it in mean, the family. That's a good pick. Gotta keep it in the family, not in the way... Um, God damn it, what's his name? The safety... From the Seahawks, Earl Thomas. Not keeping it. In <laughs> not the, the way not he kept it in the family. Yeah, not keeping yeah. it in the way he did. Oh, but, I mean. Well, you never know. Maybe it'll come out. I don't know. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Jason Kelsey. He he looks. He still looks like Travis, so he's a little bit thicker. And I mean, he's got some dill faction going on there, so. All right, all right. Yeah. For my final pick, can't believe he's available. Absolute steal. I'm taking big Q, Quentin Nelson. I mean, come on. What does he not have? As soon as you said big Q, I thought you were talking about Quentin Williams. (laughs) No. Quentin Nelson. Can't believe he's available. I was taking him at five the whole time, Uh, no matter what Grant did. I need to see a picture of him. Love big Q. Great player, and I just feel like he'd be a great, great boyfriend. I can kind of see it, yeah. So let us know, guys. He still looks. It's so weird because he looks like just this big thirteen-year-old with a beard. <laughs> okay, I'm not into that. Let well, me stress that. <laughs> he looks older than me. Uh, <laughs> let us know who has the hotter team. Really like to know me or Grant. Uh, I think it's close. My picks were a little bit more unconventional. But hey, beauty yeah, is unconventional. Know. Beauty can be anything you want it to be. So let us know. Shrek is beauty. I agree. And who has the player that's closest to Shrek? Quentin Me. Nelson. No. Jason Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys. We've only got one more segment, segment and it is the shower game. There is a shower. We are about to play I'm a game. I'm in the tub. <laughs> Let's hope Grant loses so it's if easy. you couldn't tell, I am laying in the tub. So. The jerseys are covering the shower head. We will move those. But we are going to be trying to name first overall picks for our first episode across the four major U.S. sports, basketball, hockey, uh, baseball, and football. Uh, I will start. I'll name one. And then Grant will have a decent amount of time to name one. If he can't think of one, then he loses. And if he loses, he has to get the cold water from the shower turned on him while he just lays there in his own misery. Uh, But if I lose... You have to lay here uh, in my misery. In his misery, yes. (laughs) And get water dumped on you. (laughs) Yep, and it will be cold, I promise. I mean, when you turn on a shower and it hasn't been turned on for a while, it's always cold, so... Yeah, but you still also have to keep the temperature low, too. Yeah, but, yeah, it'll be cold, we promise, and it won't be fun. Uh, so you guys can watch one of us be miserable. But, without further ado, I will start, and I will pick... I find it funny how you said, like, 
we'll even pick hockey as if we know any number one Hey, I know one. like three one overall hockey picks. Thank you very much. And I will use them if I need to. You can. I'm not okay, fine. Any of them, I will start and I will pick this year's number one overall pick, Bryce Young. And I am going to take the one baseball guy that I know off the top of my head, Bryce Harper. All right. He's on my shirt. Congrats. I don't know if you saw it, but he is. He's telling the truth. Yes. I will pick um, the year before uh, Trayvon Walker. I will go Joseph Burrow. Joe Burrow? Nice. I'll go Kyler Murray. I will go with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett? I'll go Baker Mayfield. I am genuinely worried right now because my head is completely blanking at the moment. You know basketball picks, don't you? Yeah, I know, but my head is still blanking. Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Okay, okay. I'll go um, Alex Smith. Paolo Bancaro. I'll go the Steelers' only first overall pick, Terry Bradshaw. I will go Jared Goff. Um, I will go... Um, Let's see here. Cam Newton. I will go Jameis Winston. He went one. Yes, yes. I was about to be like, wait a minute. All right, I'll go some baseball. I'll go Joe Maurer. And I will go LeBron James. LeBron James. I'll go Hakeem the Dream, Olojuwon. And I will go with... Didn't the Sixers have a number one overall pick? Markel Fultz. <laughs> Why are you giving me hints? <laughs> they had a lot, didn't I they? Did. Only one other one in recent. Oh, time. okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Embiid wasn't one. Okay. Because yeah, I feel bad for you, Grant. I'll go I'll go baseball again. I'll go another Twins pick, Royce Lewis. He just came back from injury. Good for him. That was Ben Simmons, if you guys couldn't hear that. Um, I will go with some hockey. I'll go Sidney Crosby. Um, was Alex Ovechkin number one pick? He was. Good job, Grant. <laughs> uh, I will go with um, Andrew Luck. It's not bad pick. Not bad pick. I will go with. I'm my head is literally <laughs> a blank right now. Like, all right, I'm just gonna count down from ten. Eric Fisher. Nice, nice, Eric Fisher. All right, all right, all right. I will go. Okay, RG three was second overall. I will go with. Shoot, now I'm blanking. You know, oh, for the future we should set time limits. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, let's see here, football. Football. The Browns had a bunch. Oh, Tristan Thompson. That's not football, but. I will go with. Ryan Leaf. No, he was two. I could have sworn he was one. I will look it up right now. <laughs> was Peyton Manning two? I think Man- I'm pretty sure Manning was two and Leaf was one, which is why. If you look it up, if you look it up, and Manning is one. And if Manning is one, then I will lose. Okay. But if Ryan Leaf was one, you don't have then... to look it up if you're not confident. No, I'm doing okay. it just to make sure. Oh, I'm sorry, Grant. All right, guys. Um, I turn into Joe Pesci when I get angry. Grant's Joe about in home alone. Grant's about to get wet. All right, guys. Before we start, we just want to put out a heartfelt message to Mark McGrath. 
lead singer of Sugar Ray. Right now, we were going to have to use royalty-free music. Nobody likes that. Uh, and we would personally like to ask Mr. McGrath, can we please, please use your music in our videos? Because we love Sugar Ray so much. I just want to fly. He, he's crying, guys. He's crying and he wants to fly. Um, <laughs> and I feel like now is the perfect time to get him wet. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching the first ever episode of Toilet Time. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. This is how I spend my Saturday nights. <laughs>